whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. And welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We are here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brant. What's happening, Scott? Konnichiwa, my man. Konnichiwa. We are in 2021. What year of it? What year is it? It's just 2020 part two. Well, yeah. (laughs) I was referring more to the, the Asian, Asian year of the rat, dog, cat, pig. Yeah, I don't, I I don't know it's, where uh, we're at. Rat? Maybe? Maybe you're the rat? I have no idea. I don't know. Pig? Year of the... 2020. <laughs> I don't even know how you ask that. Ox? No? Is it... I Chinese 20, Zodiac? 2020, yeah. In year February, of the Ox? It's the year February, of the Ox. It'll be 2021. That's right. All right. So it's the year of the Ox. But uh, as you can tell, we are researching Asian stuff as we do this because tonight... We're going to be drinking uh, our first Japanese whiskey on the show. Really? I believe so. We had tried Wait, to drink some. we had, we had coffee. We had Nika coffee. Oh, no, we did. We did. We did had the Nika coffee malt. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But. First all second, Japanese show. Okay. First all Japanese show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this, I, I'm pretty pumped about this because. It's one I don't know a ton about, but I am all about all things ancient Japanese, China, a- Asian culture. Asian culture, if you don't know already, Asian culture, Polynesian culture are like two of my like just favorite. I'm not saying I'm a, like a, a buff or history, but just that vibe. I just love the vibe of the kind of Asian and Polynesian. So I'm, I'm pumped about to dive into this. Yeah, these are these are two really good bottles. The Hibiki. Now, the first one we're going to be doing is Hibiki Hun- Harmony. It's a blend. Now, both of these are blends. It's a blend of uh, Japanese whiskey from the Hibiki Suntory uh, Distillery. Uh, it, it is probably one of the coolest bottles that we've ever seen. And then the other, in a very stark contrast, is just a plain square bottle <laughs> of Nika whiskey from the barrel. Uh, now this was the 2018 World Whiskey of the Year, so we've got some really good company with us tonight. Uh, these two whiskeys. So which one do you want to try first? Uh, let's go Habiki Harmony because this is the one that I think is probably the most recognizable, and probably if you go to any Asian restaurant across America right now. Uh, if they don't have this bottle, shame, you know, shame on them. This is kind of the, I guess, quintessential uh, Japanese whiskey. Um, yeah. And this is it is a change, and I'm assuming 
Um, and Scott, you can kind of go more into the, the distillery mm-hmm. and, and kind of history details. But I'm assuming these guys are facing the exact same um, type of, I guess, pressure, Shorted. pre- well, shortages, but, but press, pressure to create whiskey quicker. Um, yes. Thus taking the age statement off of this. This was the whiskey that, I guess, the predecessor of this was a 12-year age statement. Correct. Uh, age statement wh- whiskey. Correct. So this one started as a 12. They also do a 17 and 21 of the same same blends. Uh, but it started as a 12, and it was always age statement until around 2015 was when they really started to feel the pressure of our stuff is so in demand, we can't keep doing a 12-year-old age statement and only have it minimum of 12 years old. So what they started to do is um, Suntory started to get the same taste and texture and, and flavor profile into a no-age statement, using some younger whiskeys, using some of the same old whiskeys. Um, but that's where they kind of took the age statement off and, and kind of made it just Hibiki Japanese Harmony. Now, really, really cool stuff about this. Uh, the Hibiki uh, Japanese Harmony is made with, with up to... 15 different malt whiskeys from the Yamazaki and Hakusha distilleries, okay. as, w- as well as four different grain whiskeys from the Chita distilleries. So Suntory owns all of these different distilleries. They're all under the Suntory brand, just different areas of the country. So I know you said Yamazaki and Hibiki. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Yamazaki and what's the H, the, the H distillery? I know, I just the Yamazaki and Hakushu. Hakushu. Um, those... Those you can actually buy distillates that are just from those yes. distillers. And some of those even have age statements. And I know get pretty highly sought after when you get into the high yeah. high teens. Those. Yamazaki 17 is... If I had that maybe about a year and a half ago. I had, I had a pour at a bar. I had it at Morimoto and... Uh, Unbelievable. In, no, wait. I might have had a Beaky 17 at Morimoto. I either had that... No, I think I had a Beaky 17 at Morimoto and it was... It's fantastic. Yeah, Hibiki 17 is great. Um, so th- this is actually a total of 10 different malt and 5 different grain whiskeys that are aged in 5 different types of oak. So 5 completely separate types of oak throughout these uh, 3 distilleries. Uh, and it also includes some whiskey from what's probably the rarest type of oak in Japan, the, uh, the Mizanara oak. Yeah. And a, a regular single barrel of that, a single barrel uh, of that goes for six thousand dollars or more. So just the just the barrel, the raw just, barrel. Just the raw barrel. No, just the raw barrel, like to make whiskey. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just the wood yeah. itself. Wood itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is so, that just? And is that? I'm, I'm assuming that's just because the age and just I guess the, the wood, the, tight, it's kind the tightness of, almost, of the wood, the age of the wood. Yeah, yeah. It's apparently. Uh, a very rare cast that they keep uh, for only the best whiskeys that they make. Um, now, I, you probably have seen this bottle before. It's most famous, or made famous, by Bill Murray in Lost in Translation. When he goes to the Suntory Distillery and he goes to Japan and he learns how... Or I think he becomes like a spokesperson for Suntory in the, in the movie. No. I don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen it like Lost once. Like, it's a good movie. It's it's a yeah. fine, fine film. Sofia Coppola directs it. She's a, actually a pretty good director. Uh, so, and his tagline is, for relaxing times, make it Suntory time. 
So we're going to make it Suntory time right here as we I pop this in the speakeasy. Such a good flavor, right off the nose. So we're going to pour a little Suntory Kabiki Harmony. So, so we talked about we talked about Suntory uh, not too long ago during the advent calendar because wasn't one of the master blenders from Suntory the one that did That's the right. legit legend? Yeah, legend. With the master distiller from Beam. Or was it, it yeah, it, yeah, it was Beam and Centauri. Because it, it was Beam and Centauri was the whole reason that they did the, the, the joint. So Centauri is the, the company that bought the ever-powerful Beam, which is kind of crazy that um, this Japanese whiskey distiller is like the biggest. Oh, yeah, Centauri the is the biggest, the biggest in, in the country. Yeah. And when they partnered with Beam, they became the biggest. I think they became the biggest in the world. I, I think, think Di- Diageo may well, still... Whis- whiskey well, whiskey only, I'm talking. Diageo has way more brands of yeah. portfolio well, of other stuff. I think Beam Centauri probably, as a, as a portfolio, probably does too. But I guess you're saying just as far as whiskey portfolio yeah. and, out, and output. So this you, one, you would look, you would compare that to Diageo saying Diageo... But I mean, Diageo's whiskey portfolio's got... Lager Johnny Fulin Walker. And, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty big too. Okay. All right. So this one, uh, let's call this bright gold. It's pretty. It's pretty golden. It's a really good color. Yeah, it's definitely. I think it's under amber, but it's definitely. It's. Yeah. It's kind of dark golden, but. Like honey gold. Yeah. Mm. The nose on this, Brand, is you've taken a few few uh, whiffs of it. So, it has the, so knowing that this is a blend, but this, you said this is still, is this multi-grain or this is? Yeah, it's, it's malted grain, said, but it's, it's malted barley. But, but it's with, all, it's single, what I mean, I said mul, is multi, multiple or is it single grain? Is it all barley? No, no. A it's a mixture of multiple types of barley? No, because there's, there's five different grain whiskeys in here. So you're getting some malt barley and some grain whiskeys. So you're getting malted barley, unmalted barley mash bills. There are literally 15 different mash bills in this uh, in this whiskey, which is amazing that it all blends together so perfectly. Well, I definitely can smell the the, the malted barley, but that's what my I guess I was asking because it's it's faint. It's not like a, a typical international no. international whiskey, especially Scotch. And, and those of the like are, are way more barley forward. It, it's got that um, kind of bright floral barley, but this one, this one is definitely to me. It's it is it's almost it's kind of crazy. I would describe it as it is pretty. It, it has a a floral kind of, but it almost has like a petiteness to it. It's kind of crazy how the the description of this is not really. It's more yeah. of like how, how it makes me feel. So this one to me has a very light and very floral nose. Like there's some hints of like flowers. Like so I'm saying it's rose. Yeah, rose, rose and lavender. Not lavender. Um, jasmine. And yeah. like wood flooring. Not like yeah, yeah. Actually, like sh- like wood ship. 
I wish I had raw Mizunara to smell. Cause what that the, I mean, smells like? Well, because it's it's to me they name it they name it specifically in kind of the finish um, the finish notes, mm-hmm. and it's it would be like. Like without smelling sherry, how would you know what sherry finishing sherry smells, smells like, yeah. like? Without smelling port, how would you know? It's like, okay, I, I know that, but what am I getting? What am I getting yeah. from that? That, that? that that's a little bit of an issue that I have with, you know, this is I don't know what Mizanara oak smells like, or what it's supposed to smell like. Um, I will say this definitely does have some woodiness, though. It's, it has. But like for but a non-age like, statement whiskey, a lot of like that leather dark. I mean, so at the beginning, I, I haven't even sipped it yet. It was very rose. It was very light and very, like I said, kind of petite and flowery. And now the more I dig into it, I'm like, okay, now I can smell the woodiness. Now I can smell yeah the kind of leather hardiness to it as well. Like it's not like the oak that you're used to from bourbon or no. from scotch. It's more of like. It's more of like freshly, you know, fresh finished wood. Like that's why I, I want to. I go back to that like wooden ship smell. Like probably like when you fr- when you yeah. get on a fresh yacht, like the yachts just come off the assembly line. And fresh. When I step foot on my fresh yacht. I don't know what fresh. A freshly cleaned. Like. A freshly cleaned yacht. A little fifty-four footer, you know. Nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing too fancy. Nothing too fancy. Gotta be able to get in and out of, you know, in and out of the the slums. All right. So there's a very fresh floral note, is what I'm saying. Um, and also, but I still on the back end get the. Oh yeah, there's juicy barley in there. There's some juicy barley in there. All right, let's take a taste of this. So I want to. I, I've had this before. I've had it a lot. I've gone through a couple bottles at home. Um, but I haven't had it in quite a while, so here's to a new old whiskey. So... I mean, right out the gate. So the thing that stand out, I guess, stood out to me mid mid palate. I, I got that it was it was it was barley. The barley was definitely present. However, man, just the front was silky smooth, honey, um, very thick mouthfeel. I think the tongue, def- I mean, the tongue, the nose definitely translates to the tongue really really well in this. Um, yeah, I mean, I got, I got kind of dried, dried fruit kind of peel. I'm taking a second sip because that was my yeah. first one. So, but that, I mean, to me, I guess the biggest thing I'm gonna dig in for more flavors. But I got the hint that okay, this, you know, this is one of those ones where I think if I had a blindfold, I could tell you this was a, a malt, you know, a, a barley forward whiskey. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat for me, the brightness of the grain whiskey shows up right from the start it's bright it is sweet it's smooth um you called it smooth honey that's probably the best word for this thing it it's just got this rich 
honey flavor. Um, it, it's almost like they took honey, drizzled it on some oranges, and slapped it on the grill. So you get that like caramelized, candied orange. Um, man, this palette is just flowing. It's just fluid. It's harmony. It's. It is. I mean, it's got a little bit of bit of everything, and you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I do love the the balance of this. Um, I love how it's got kind of the the floral, crisp, clean part, but I'm still getting on the back end some of the the woods and the, like the depth of. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is on the back of that palette, you still get a nice woody spice, uh, a little tiny. It's not a lot of heat, but a tiny bit of heat. Like this is forty three percent, eighty six proof, and it still brings just a, just the perfect amount of kick at the end of that thing. Hmm. Like we haven't even gotten to the finish, which is also just great. I, I like Man. I like the mouthfeel on this thing. It's definitely. It, Definitely chocolatey, thick mouthfeel. Yeah, it is. Um, it's not light for for forty three percent. I would expect something like this to be quite watered down. Um, it's not going to linger on my palate. It's going to dissipate. It's going to vanish, and I'm going to have to go back for more pretty quickly. This one is honestly coats your mouth. I still have flavors coming out as I'm sitting here talking a minute, two minutes later. Not ready for another drink. I mean, you could probably pour this, sit this down somewhere and just relax and chill out and enjoy it over the course of 30, 40 minutes. This is this is one that I want to try on on a cube. And I think this is what I may have to buy. And I'm ashamed that I don't have a bottle of this blend uh, in the house. I have some other other Habikis, but they're, they won't be opened. <laughs> their age statement. <laughs> they it's it's age what statement. he's saying. He, he's saying he got the age statement <laughs> shit. And uh, and we, we slum it with the Habiki Harmony and the speaking. <laughs> but, but I love this. This is I really good. This. So, yeah. Um, it's not even that. I, I, have a, I have a 12. If I've had a 17, it would be open just... And because I can get another one, yeah, can't get the trouble anymore. They discontinued it, right? Um, on the finish, really nice. It's it's soft. It's not going to burn your face off. It's not going to burn your your chest going down. But it is. It's everything the nose and palate have been telling you. It's light. It's fruity. It's floral. But it's still got some wood woodiness to it. Some fresh ship varnish. Um, and, and a lot, lot of those good candied orange, orange peel notes, marmalade notes that just make it delicious. That's what I, I think I, I like the most about this, Scott. I mean, this is the, to me, almost this could, this could be for me, like the, this is the epitome of whiskey blending. Like this is, it has, it has everything. It doesn't all hit you at once. You have to 
you kind of have to take it in. You kind of have to smell it once or twice. You kind of have to taste it once or once or twice. You gotta, you know, you gotta sip it. You got it, it's it. You get multiple things out of this each time. You kind of go back to it because I, I believe that's how much kind of depth of of character it it has. And I know I've had this before, and I'm kind of saying shame on me that. You know, I, I was like, oh, no age statement Japanese whiskey, you know, horseshit. They took the 12 off of it, yada yada. But, man, this is not a Japanese whiskey to be, you know, to to raise your nose at. No. For sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, Shinjo Fukio. Fukio Shinjo What'd you Fuk- call me? <laughs> Shinjo Fukio, who's the master blender of it at uh, Suntory, who we talked about. We. we just loved his stuff from Legend. I know I did. I love that that whiskey. Yeah. Uh, but what he does with this and blending this whiskey together, you know, all of these different, essentially chemistry, all of these different chemicals going into one bottle, going into one flavor profile. I mean, think of it this way: you and I can make an infinity bottle, and it tastes mostly tastes like garbage. But mm-hmm. blending 15 different whiskeys together to get such a perfect flavor profile, I mean, good on him. That is a tough job, and he's mastered this. That's why he's a master blender. That is true, and I, I feel like this is definitely a master, master blender. And I feel like uh, th- like you should have to go through some type of certification to be a master master blender. Like I, I'm grand sure you Somali- Grand sommelier. Well, I'm sure you just have to, like, Hey, I have a distillery, and you're my master blender. It's funny. After so, after he graduated college, he went into their HR department at Centauri, <laughs> and then worked his way up. How did that? How did that happen? They were just at the table one day, like, "Hey, Shingo, yeah. you want to you want to like taste some whiskey?" And it was like, "Oh, this has blah 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 blah." And they're like, "Yeah, How the fuck yeah, you know basically." Your palate's great. You want to come be the master <laughs> blender now? It, essentially, in the in the seventies, he in the late seventies, he joins the HR department, and then they tell him, "Hey, you should go over to Hakushu and work in production there." So he started doing work in, in production, and he was on their scientific production staff, where they would kind of, you know, blend it after all that, um, all the work was done, and then he moved to Yamazaki in ninety two which is when really Yamazaki started to take off in the mid nineties. Um, and then he worked at, uh, and then he went over to Scotland actually, he went over to Bamore, which Bamore I think is probably the most underrated, uh, Isla whiskey that you can find. I mean, very, very few people know about them because honestly, Isla, uh, people talk about Ardbeg and Lafroig and, uh, Lagavulin. Those are the main three that are on Isla. But Bamor does some great things with their blending. And he worked there until like the early 2000s and he came back to uh, Yamazaki and he's been in charge of blending there ever since. Which again, Yamazaki is probably probably the crown jewel of Suntory's lineup. I mean, that's where their, that's where their money is, the Yamazaki uh, age statement whiskeys. Fantastic stuff they do with those. That's awesome, Scott. Mm-hmm. I, uh... All right, so... Couldn't be, be. Uh, I guess I'm more impressed. I wasn't expecting this to to start off our little Japanese episode. 
What were your notes on the finish there? I never got to those. We, we so, kind of got sidetracked. The finish is kind of is kind of dry, drying. I would say it's medium, kind of medium in, in length. And the only thing I really get is I think that that that's where I want to know what the fuck the Mizanar oak is because I feel like it is very it's it feel it tastes to me if if I'm imagining it in my mind it is it is very old dry wood. It just yeah. tastes kind of old. And it's a dry, like I said, it's a dry finish, medium in length, but it's very woodsy. But also does have some some character. It kind of has some like some dark kind of fruit to it, a little bit of sweetness, but um, dry, like dry sugar. Yeah, I I, I I don't think you're wrong in that. I, I you know I kind of said this starts off as like a soft floral uh, finish. It's very light. And it rounds off to a very nice ancient oak note. I mean, the best way I can describe it is like walking through an old forest with like moss. Because like, there's a little, little bit of like a mossy note in the uh, in the finish. It's like a mossy, earthy note combined with that that real old wood. And it's just it, honestly the best part about this is the finish. Yeah. Again, I have no idea what Mizanara oak tastes or smells or yeah. uh, flavors like, but it's it's a really good f- taste and flavor and smell. So, your score on this one. No age statement, 43% on the lighter side. Yeah. I want to I want to give this one probably h- higher and I, I may circle back uh, I mean, I th- wanna, I'm thinking it's like do you want to save your number for after the uh, the Nika no we could talk about I mean, we can talk about this one I mean I don't know if it's going to change because it is what it is and like I said I love I love the brand I love the fucking packaging oh my god yeah points on the packaging on this so I'm going to I'm going to give it an extra point on 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 packaging I think the packaging is awesome it's one of the coolest decanter bottles on the market and it's probably cuts into some of the reason why the price is so fucking high on, on this. But the, in the bottle too, Scott, I mean, if you're buying, they they have a, I just saw on the website, they make a 30-year-old version of this, but if you're buying the no-age statement up to the 30, it's like comes in the same, seemingly the same package. Uh, the 30 one may have like more facets, but whatever, it's almost the same same bottle, but I, I think this is a, a 90. I think this is just absolutely winner I, I don't know what other international whiskey or you know Japanese whiskey out there is kind of well as well rounded as this guy and it's probably if I had to take a guess this is probably the volume leader in Japanese this is the probably the Jack Daniels Jim Beam of of Japanese whiskey yeah I mean you're you're right right on it uh, for me this is an 89 it's just a fantastic whiskey. I just wish it was a little bit lower in price. I mean, this this one does mm-hmm. come in a little hot. It's seventy two dollars usually a bottle. <laughs> um, it, uh, it it definitely could break the bank for most people, uh, especially buying a no age state a forty three percent. But if this is one bottle you buy per year and drink it throughout the year and kind of savor it on, on special occasions, I would definitely spring for this. I, I think this is a good special occasion bottle. Um, it, uh, it, it It's really cool to look at. So, Brent, you talked about the facets. This, this thing has, like, 
um, straight facets designs throughout the entire bottle to create a rounded bottle. Um, there are 24 facets representing the 24 hours of the day and the 24 seasons of the traditional Japanese calendar. So there is some there's some zen behind this bottle as well. And the 12 facets on the top on the cork represent the 12 months of the year. So pretty cool design, pretty awesome stuff. Again, as a special occasion, go out and splurge on this and it's one you can keep. And then a lot of people have made that their infinity bottle as a decanter. Yeah. And definitely, I mean, it, it's a pretty decent pour to get if you're at a restaurant at a nice restaurant and they, ha- they have it I mean you're probably going to pay less than 20 bucks I would think you'd pay less than 20 bucks a glass maybe yeah, the 15 dollar yeah, range for a glass I think it's about 15 to 18 dollars yeah. for a pour of this yep and if if you really got the money I just kind of looked up you can probably go Scott what did you say this hits hits for around where you're at the, I think it's 72 bucks for, uh, for my local place yeah so 17 years probably going to hit you 350 Mm-hmm. 21 years probably going to be in the 500 range maybe a little but more but honestly when we you think about a 21 year old whiskey from Hibiki 500 bucks versus 21 year old or 20 plus year old from Macallan yeah, it's right. going to run you about $2,000 well and then they have the Hibiki 30 year that's probably about 2,500 bucks yeah that's not a, that's out of my league <laughs> sorry yeah it's out well, of Jesus league too and he's got a jet yeah. Yeah, and a vacation home in the Maldives. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, good stuff. Cool stuff. So, on to the next one. This is one that I've been looking forward to for a while. Because, again, I've had some of it, but it's been a long time since I've had it. And this is Nika Whiskey from the Barrel. Now, Brant, I know everyone's thought is, from the Barrel, that's got to be single barrel. That's got to be... Barrel proof? No, it's not. It is a higher proof than most Japanese whiskeys. That is that is true. But Nika from the barrel is actually a blended whiskey to create a full flavor or the richness of whiskey when it first comes out that barrel before they water it down. So it is technically their way of doing barrel proof, but it's not okay. the Kentucky-style barrel proof that we're used to. Okay, so it's... I was thinking the whole time that it that it was barrel proof. Bar- that's what everyone proof. thought when it first came out. They're like, "Oh, this is great! We got a Japanese whiskey that's barrel proof." Barrel proof. It's not quite barrel proof. It's not cast strength. It's it is watered down to get a flavor profile, but it it is um, it's it's not not quite the same. Uh, but this one's this story starts out 30 years ago, 30 40 years ago, when. Nika would put this out on the regular basis in Japan only. They've never brought this to the U.S. until 2018 when they say, okay, well, look, we can, let's, let's move this out to the U.S. and let's see how this does there. And for a long time, people, you know, coveted this and then it became available. And the first year it gets released to the U.S., it wins uh, world number one whiskey of the year. So, um... It is a blend of Nika's, uh, what is it, seven different whiskeys? I think it's like seven different whiskeys from Nika's um, Yoichi and Miyagako distilleries. Okay. Miyagiko distilleries. And they're aged in multiple types of ex-bourbon barrels, punchians, sherry butts, refills, rechard, remade hogsheads, 
<laughs> so it, it's not just one single barrel. It's not barrel proof. This is a blended, uh, a blend of different whiskeys from different barrels from different proofs, created to mer- and then merge into one barrel in Nika's aging cell for about three months. So basically, what they do is they take all this whiskey from different barrels, put it in one more barrel then let it marry for three to six months and then barrel it and after that. That's the barrel that's that it the comes barrel from. That's the barrel that it comes from. Yes. Um, so before we dig into this, total 180 appearance on packaging, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is literally like how cheap can we get a so, bottle at the, lo- at the local bottling store? <laughs> the screw tap cap looks like it maybe circulates twice as it seals on there. Let's see. One, two, yeah, two, two screws. <laughs> it's like not even. Yeah, no. So the reason they do this, and there's there's harmony and there's zen in all of this. Hibiki did theirs to represent harmony in the 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 various facets of Japanese culture. This Nika decided, this is a block of our whiskey. It's a block of wood. It's a block of whiskey. So they decided to get a block shaped bottle. And put it right to you. Yeah. Is that literally, is that the truth? literally what they did, yeah. Yeah. It's a block. It's like a brick. It's like a brick, yeah. So this this blend of more than a hundred different batches of malt grain, malt whiskey, uh, various things that went into this is a block of, a small block of whiskey. And it embodies the rich, strong taste of the whiskey, taste of the whiskey within. I will tell you, it kind of, irks me when people say like when when the the description is a blend of single malt and grain whiskeys okay but g- what fucking grain the malt is the grain yeah what not gonna grain tell you. <laughs> what do you mean grain i mean is it oat is it cereal is it corn is it rye what what is it rice what is it yep they won't tell you because it's um, is it sushi? Is it sushi rice? Like what? <laughs> yeah, all they all they'll tell you is an, it's an extremely complex blended whiskey uh, that goes into used barrels for another few months to marriage before it's, it's bottled. It's all the grains that the ox drop whenever they're carrying it out of the the fields, and they just they scoop it. Yeah, scoop it up behind the ox. Might have a little ox dung. Yeah. All right, so uh, color on this one, it's a little bit darker than the than the hibiki. Actually, it's a lot darker than the hibiki. Uh, this one more oh, yeah. gets to the amber. It's, yeah, yeah. But say this is this is that one gets amber. Um, the nose on this thing. It's very woody. And you can tell the proof is there. This is 102.8. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's still not, still not relatively high no. in the world of no. uncut, unfiltered bourbons and, and shit like that. You know what's amazing is this one has a very bourbon-esque feel to it. And by that I mean, there is a lot of vanilla. Like yeah. there, there's 
a good amount of ethanol right up top, which gives it that kind of like bourbon flavor. And then it goes right into vanilla and honey. I think this is, in, and I'll correct myself if I'm wrong in the next couple minutes, but I think this is another probably play on the from the, bar- from the barrel. Like this is, when you talk about the ex-bourbon, ex-sherry butts, the hogshead butts, the, all, all that stuff. I mean, all that plays into the depth of, of the whiskey. And we know that the barrel is 90% of the, of the flavor of the, of the whiskey. Um, and when you, when you focus that much on, on the barrel, that's, you know, I think this is kind of, this is gonna, gonna be, I'm predicting this to be pretty cool, um, for that alone, especially if the blend is concentrating on, um, distillates so heavily affected by, by wood. the barrel, by the, by wood, yeah, by the barrel. Yeah, I mean, so, heavy vanilla, some toffee, some, like, sweet toffee notes, Okay, this is a good. You know what this reminds me of? The legend. Like a good blend of of scotch and bourbon. The legend wasn't my most favorite, from what I remember. I felt like that one had a lot of. Um, it, was oil, it was very malted barley y. Um, this definitely has. This definitely has a wider grain. Kind of feels yeah. like it has some sweet has some sweetness to it. This one would be tough for me to pick out that this was an international that this was not an American. No, this one is honestly this one smells like an American malt whiskey, like that blend of Japanese or blend of uh, Scotch and bourbon. Yeah, I mean it's got it's got some fruitiness to it. It does. It still, has, it still has some kind of freshness. Um, Fresh fruit doesn't have like a candy fruit kind of fresh, fresh snap, orange yeah. you know, zest or. There's right, not, there's not too much on the nose. But I think you're right. I think it's got a little little spice oak. Mm-hmm. You know the like you said the vanilla the the caramel bourbon notes. Are you ready to taste this? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Not at all as fruity as I thought it was going to be. This is definitely more like spiced cloves, some black pepper. Um, hmm. Interesting. Definitely very more, interesting. Very more woody. This is way more woody than the Hibiki. Like, I feel like the wood is the first thing I taste on this thing. It is, uh... It is, it's definitely, definitely kind of has that punch of wood, but I still think that some of the the nose and kind of those American-esque 
flavors are still prevalent. I still think it has the, like you kind of talked about it, kind of has that toffee, baking spice, kind of maybe caramel, vanilla, all that stuff is. Yeah, all the more in there. you, the more you drink this. So I'm on my third sip here. You get a lot, like the wood kind of starts out strong, and it fades away to a good vanilla caramel. Uh, spice, spiced cake, actually. Um, mm. You know, like carrot, not not exactly carrot cake, but that spiced cake that usually goes into carrot cake, like a spiced cake with it. Um, this is this is really good. I like this flavor profile. The more I drink it, yeah. It's definitely not a Japanese whiskey. For the most part, Japanese whiskey is very light, very floral, very fruity, because that's the Japanese palate. This is not. This is everything that is not Japanese whiskey. I was about to say, this is so far different, especially finish-wise, versus what that hibiki was. This is older oak, where that hibiki finish kind of had... Well, I say older oak. This feels like that big, dark, damp bourbon barrel in the back of the rickhouse oak, where the, I feel like the the Habiki oak finish was old, dried, like the oak was light in color because it was so old and wet, you know, weathered, where this just feels big, dark, dark and damp tobacco. It almost has kind of an earthiness an earthiness to the texture, but not, not, not that dirty, kind of dirt green, you know, green barrel kind of funk earthiness. It has like just a kind of a hardiness to it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting, but I agree that this is on the other end of the spectrum from what we just taste tasted uh, this would not you put this in front of me i wouldn't have guessed this is a japanese whiskey yeah so i think i've told the story i don't know if i've told it on air to the bsea but we've talked about it before um masu uh masataka takatsuro is the founder of japanese whiskey he was the first japanese distiller um that nika hired way back in uh what was it, like 1918 he goes over to scotland to train in Glasgow, train at the university there, and then go work in Isla, in Highland, in Lowland, in Speyside, and go throughout all these facilities to learn how to make whiskey. Then he comes back after marrying a Scottish girl, comes back to Japan and makes whiskey. Now originally, Nika wanted to make very Japanese-style flavors, light, fruity, floral. Masataka wanted to make big, bold whiskeys that he loved, like... Isla whiskeys from Japan. I don't know if this was done to as a tribute to him, but this seems this seems like something that Masataka would absolutely love. Like it is in your face. It, it, it's a good punch in the mouth. Um, it's bold flavors, and honestly, probably one of the best whiskeys that I've tasted in a long while. It's it's. So this one world whiskey of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is okay. Whiskey Advocate it won 2018 World Whiskey of the Year. Yep. Um, 
I, I can understand why because I think it it has the hints of that the Japanese blend of whiskey, but I, but I think you're right. It's it's so so different, kind of cutting edge pushes forward, and I I like all of the the array of cask that have been that have been worked into this. You could definitely tell that so many different woods have gone into this. There is some notes of sherry. There is like a deep dark fruit that you get on the back end of the palate and into the finish. You can tell there is some good bourbon notes with the vanilla, the toffee. Um, and then you can get uh, you can get some of that sultanus uh, desserty sweetness, that dessert grape, uh, grape sweetness that that comes from some of these other uh, these other punch-ins, these uh, hogshead barrels. Honestly, it, it's just a really good whiskey. I'm also surprised. I mean, so it's it's punchy, powerful. Like the flavors stick out. But then it's so soft and subtle, and there's just little subtle hints of pepper, and there's a little mm-hmm. bit of smoke and salt, and kind of almost salt air, kind of like it has. It's almost like a kind of I don't know. I hate to say it, but it's almost like I feel that this has is a world whiskey and not yeah. just a Japanese Japanese whiskey. It, it does. It takes it takes kind of whiskeys around the world and blends it into one. And, it's pretty cool that, and again, all of this comes from one, or well, two distilleries in Japan, but two places in Japan, and then they find a way to make it a world whiskey. You're right. It, it is like a, it's like the United Nations of whiskey. You get a little scotch, a little bright grain from Africa, some uh, yeah. you know, sweet corn sweetness from America. Pretty, and then just the bar- yeah, barrel finishing and blend it all together. It's a... Uh, I don't know and what's crazy is that is I have those big is is different I guess and as full of depth the Hibiki Harmony was Um, I don't know if this has more if I'm pulling more flavors out of this or I'm just pulling more differently distinct the depth of the individual flavors in this may be greater than the breadth of the flavors of the Hibiki. So, like, you know, I, I just think there's more there's more things going on with this one than you Hibiki. think more going on with this one. I just think deeper things yeah. going on with this. Well, one. I think deeper, but I think there's just there, it's like a yeah. symphony. There's it's there's so much going on. You're picking out the violence. You're picking out the the timpani. The, you're picking out the the symbols in the background. I mean, you're, you're picking out so much. It, it, the Hibiki harmony is like doo-wop. Okay. Very, you know, very fluid, very pleasant to listen to. This is like the Beatles white album. So much going on. You're, Shit you're getting, everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's hits every note. It, there, there's multiple harmonies going on. There's, uh, you know, World instruments being played. There's a didgeridoo in the background. There's, I mean, it's, it is. It's, it's, you know, the Chanterelles and the Beatles White Album. Both are great. The four, you know, the Four Tops and the Beatles White Album. It, it, they're both great, but 
there's just this is like a uh, a new age symphony and this is like classic perfect harmonies I can I like them it. both I like them both yeah. can, can you dig a pony though can I dig a pony <laughs> that's that's not white album that's actually let it be mm. let's see all right, really good finish. It's oaky. It's got great wood notes, uh, baking spices. Still, the sweetness is there. And you're right. There is, on the finish, you taste more of that salty air, that, that salty, um, like, sea salt caramel, honestly. That's what it tastes like. Or chocolate with sea salt on it. Like, this would pair incredibly well with some rich dark chocolate. I have some. Yes. I have some somewhere in here, and I, I would love to bring it out and taste that together. That's amazing. I like to pour another little. Mm-hmm. One ounce of this Nika from the barrel is just not enough. This is at a cheaper price point than the Habiki? Actually, yes. It's 65 for this one. And honestly, when you think about it, um, I'd probably go, and you're going to hear that in my score, I'll probably go Nico Whiskey from the Barrel over Hibiki Harmony, which, again, not saying Hibiki's bad, but they're both great. Boy, this is a step up from how 2020 finished with that uh, Sonoma Whiskey. Yeah, Sonoma. Oh, the Sonoma wheat. Sonoma was it weeded or was it Sonoma, Sonoma bourbon wheat? Oh, oh yeah, bourbon wheat. Yeah. That was terrible. A fifty and a fifty point five. <laughs> yeah, was it good? <laughs> I don't know if we've ever scored anything that low. <laughs> no, I don't think we have. That was really bad. Um, and look. <laughs> And in recent news, the one we love the most may not even exist anymore. Now makes me, I don't even know if I want to open the bottle that you got me. That's their, oh, yeah. that's their juice. Yeah, I think we need to save those bottles, yeah, <laughs> hoping maybe, maybe. that the feds don't shut them down. Yeah, what the hell? All right, so what is your score for Nika Whiskey from the Barrel? I, I gave this a 92. Um, Whiskey Advocate gave it a 94. I don't know if they kind of score like us, but... Um, that's that's pretty badass. Yeah, um, and like I said, I gave it a ninety-two. I think it was it was awesome. Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't think you're wrong. I'm right there. I'm, I'm at a ninety-three on this one. I think it's a fantastic whiskey. I like that it is a little bit higher proof. It it does provide a little more viscosity, a um, little thicker mouthfeel than the Hibiki Harmony. I just like that there's so many different flavors going on. It doesn't have one, you know one geographical location you could pinpoint. Honestly, you give me Hibiki, I, that's either to me, and, I, and I've compared them side by side, that tastes like Johnny Walker Platinum, the 18-year-old one. Very fruity, very mellow, very smooth. This Nika from the Barrel is just beautiful. It's woodsy, it's sweet, it's caramel, it's sugary, it's salty. It's it's perfect. It's a great whiskey, and at sixty five bucks, if as long as I can find one, I'll keep one. Yeah, I mean this is, like I said, I understand why it 
why it got the nod that it did. This is, I mean, it's awesome. And I mean, to be, I don't remember, I can try to go pull up what else was in that that class that it beat out, but just to, you know, to be in the company of, imagine, so many fine whiskeys. Yeah. I mean, this beat out, I mean, Knob Creek, Jackson here, Crown's got a, something in here, Bell Mead, 1792. I mean, tons of stuff. Little Book, um, was this the, Little Book number two. Uh, but I mean, tons of awesome, big, big names that it, it beat out um, for this award in 2018. I think it it deserves it. I'm, Scott, I never, I've never tasted it. I'm trying to think if I've tasted any other ones that were on that were top. On we've had list. Uh, well, no, I've had. I, no, we did. We, you and I off camera. Okay. One night when we were just kind of you know spitballing on on show ideas, we drank some Nika whiskey, Nika malt whiskey. Okay. We never that never made it to air because we we were just you know shooting the shit, but we've had some Nika now. There's other Nikas that are really, really good. When you get into the age statement ones, that's where you get, you know, well, it's, at this point, everything Japanese age statement is pricey. Yeah. So, look, I've had, I've actually had the 2017 and 2019 uh, number ones. This is probably, of those, the the best. This is better than, so Dickel Bottle and Bond won last year, and then the mm-hmm. year before Nika, it was that Eli- the Elijah Craig that everybody went Gaga over, over. Yeah. yeah, B five one seven. Um, that everybody went, yeah, crazy over. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, look, these were both great whiskeys, and we both enjoyed them. Um, I, I, you know, hopefully, we can get some more Japanese whiskey on the show. We don't do it that often, just because, again, the rarity of Japanese whiskey, uh, caused primarily by demand, uh, which we really didn't talk about. They. Japan kind of suffered a shortage. They did not plan for the future and ramp up production when the whole whiskey boom happened. Uh, so, unfortunately, there there's much fewer Japanese whiskeys than we'd like. Uh, this, is, this has been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I know that my, my big whiskey store only has... I would say, I mean, it has probably the biggest selection in town. It's probably less than a dozen. Yeah, we only have um, maybe... Eight to ten. Yeah, yeah. So saying, On a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. So, not a ton out there, um, but these two are definitely ones that you can trust and and go for. Um, yeah. This one, man, for a cheaper price, fuck, this is just awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say if you see either of these on the shelf, buy one of them. If you see both of them on the shelf, I would probably say go for the Nika whiskey from the Baron. Even though the, the Hibiki's got a pretty, pretty bottle. And it is, it's a good whiskey, don't get me wrong. Pretty bottle, good whiskey. It's like an eight, but the Nika's is like a nine. You're not going to be wrong with her. And she's not crazy. I think, uh, I think I just feel like the Hibiki is going to always be there. Yeah. Just because, I mean, the brand, you know, I feel like that, that's always going to be there. This, I don't know, I mean, at what point can they not sustain this process uh, are you know well luckily both are blended both are new age statements so it's pretty easy as long as they're getting that flavor profile yeah yeah I mean but, I mean if you do, if you like a medicine bottle <laughs> then go with a Nico from the barrel 
I do, I do kind of like it's it. No it's no thrills bottling, that's for sure. It's the Ikea bottle? Yeah, it's no thrills. <laughs> yeah, it's the Ikea version. All right, well, look, uh, good times on the show tonight. We do have our final show of the second season, which, yes, I, like everything, kind of got postponed. Uh, so we are a little bit longer in the tooth than we wanted for season number two. But... Uh, uh, 2020. Yeah, 2020 hit. So we made it through most of it. We got shut down for a little bit, but it's all good. We, we, we you know, everyone's everyone's doing fine. We're all fine here. How are you? Everything's good. Everything's fine. This is fine. We had a little weapons malfunction. Uh, but we are tasting one last... Uh, one last taste of our season two, and that is Old Forester Single Barrel, and uh, one of my new favorites, Old Forester Statesman. Uh, yeah. Which, which I knew of the whiskey. I did not know of the movie until about two months ago. And that has changed my life. I love that movie, love the series, and love the whiskey to go with it. So uh, we're gonna go out with we're gonna go out of twenty. 20 or slash season two, the, the way we came into it with some old forest. We started with old forest in 1910 and 1920, and we're gonna finish with we're gonna finish with an old forest or single barrel and old forest or statesman. And I think that kind of sums up 2020 for me at least, because I mean I had had old forester prior to like here and there prior to, to this season, but really. It wasn't until about late 2019, early 2020 that I discovered uh, how good that line is from top to bottom. Yeah, I think that um, they always, you know, the, the, the guys that really dug into bourbon knew the Whiskey Row series, um, the craft series. But I think 1910 put them on the map with kind of their uh, quick hey, we got a Blanton's. And I don't know if that was kind of intentional, um, but it was kind of that, hey, we got an amazingly great whiskey. Oh, and now you can't get it. So now everybody wants it. And in the process of trying to get that, you go, oh, well, let me try a 1920. Oh, let me try a, you know, an 1870, an 1897. Or, oh, what's the Statesman? And, you know, people started trying it. And I, I feel like on my end, Old Forester, those higher-end Old Foresters have exploded. Yeah. Um, and just the last two years since that, uh, you know, kind of 1910. The 1910 is, you know, 1910s came out and even increased the Whiskey Row series. Um, just visibility, you know, um, for sure. So awesome. And I, I consider Statesman part of that that lineup. It's yeah. kind of like, you know. It's a craft. It's it, a tells craft a sto- it, it tells a story. Uh, it's just not the same story as the as the whiskey row. <laughs> it's the whiskey row it's a little bit more fictitious story, but it tells yeah. a story nonetheless. But it tells a story nonetheless. But honestly, yeah. when you talk about the stories between statesmen versus um, like the actual whiskey distillery ones, which one is much yeah. more cooler? Oh, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right. So, well, look, we look forward to that that episode next uh, next month. Um, and then we will get into our Bottom Shelf Matters season. Season three is going to be Bottom Shelf Matters. If you haven't checked it out on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash PSCA podcast, you will find our pin post at the top of the page. That's where you can nominate your best Bottom Shelf Matters barrel or Bottom Shelf Matters pick. It is uh, $25 and under for bourbon slash American whiskey. 
and $35 and under for scotch or world whiskey. So uh, if you can find I gotta something. I got to go make a, make a run out and find something. Yeah, yeah, we, do, we definitely, well, I mean, you and I will be sitting down here in the speakeasy. Uh, we'll, we'll be planning out season three. Um, so get those in before the end of the month, end of January, January 31st, when we're going to start, uh, start planning out season three. So uh, get your nominations in. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll reach out to some people who've nominated. Maybe uh, if you want to come down here in the speakeasy, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. If you really want to come down to the speakeasy, uh, best way to do that, reach out to us. You know, let us know that you want to come down here and drink some whiskey with us, and we'll uh, we can make it happen. For sure. Uh, always like having guests. All are, wel- all are welcome. And we'll, you know, we we started season one with some guests. We'll try and bring some more on for season three. Um, hopefully, everybody in the world has gotten this uh, this new communication system down, so we can right. bring people from all over the world. Yeah, and if you and if you don't, you're, there's no excuse because <laughs> yeah. who has not had to have a WebEx <laughs> or a Skype, Skype or, or Zoom? A, I don't care what you do for a living. You can dig ditches and probably had to have a damn Skype call mm-hmm. in 2020. Yeah, the, 2020, the year we Skyped everyone. Yeah, that's All it. All right. Well, look. Good deal. Ha- loved, loved this episode. Love the Japanese whiskey. So, Brant... Um, as we say every show, if you came here to learn, drink what you learn. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came in here a stranger, may you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink up. Cheers, Perfect. everyone. Cheers. We started off great and great. <laughs> <laughs> You'll leave at least a little bit of both of those in there. <laughs> <laughs>